This is Brain Diet, episode number 120. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to this episode, How to Get Things Done. Before I jump into our topic for today, I wanted to share something that I am offering that I think might be of great interest to many of you. I am, I've just begun offering a free Set Your Custom Macros call. This is a free call that you get with me one-on-one. We talk about you, we talk about your body, we talk about your dieting history, and we talk about your goals. We talk about if your goals are to lose weight, to maintain your weight, to gain weight, to gain muscle. We outline all of that, and I will be able to give you a custom macronutrient count based on what you tell me. Now, this is something that I actually do with all of my clients within my program. It's one of the first steps to everything that we do together. And what happens is once you can get these numbers, you can start applying them and eating according to these numbers and seeing how your body responds. And it gives you concrete data with which to move forward and make adjustments and observe the nuances that happen when we are fueling our body in a certain way. So what I give you on this call is a very concrete starting point based on whatever your goals are. Because as I have hopefully established well, is that in order to lose weight, maintain weight, gain weight, your calories have to be in a certain way. If you want to lose weight, your body has to be consuming fewer calories than it burns. So you need to be in a calorie deficit. And if you don't want to lose or gain weight, you have to be at a maintenance level. If you want to gain weight, a calorie surplus, right? There's the science of how that works. But In order to know what those numbers are for you, you would need a call like this with a coach, with someone who knows how to calculate those numbers and how to deliver them to you in a way that is taking into account all of the unique elements that are within you. So like I said, I am offering this for free. This is a free call that I am putting out there for anyone that wants to get these numbers for themselves as a starting point. Now, it is just a starting point. What happens is we give these numbers, it's kind of like throwing a dart on a dartboard. We will for sure hit the dartboard, but then um, as you apply these numbers, there is room to make adjustments, but that's something that uh, I do within my program with my one-on-one clients. And sharing things about my program is something that I will talk about on this call just towards the end to kind of say, hey, here is a little bit more about what I do with my clients. And signing up for this call, you are bound to nothing. You are obligated to nothing. You will leave with these custom macronutrient numbers regardless. But I also will share if you're interested in working further with me. And if you aren't, you can just come and get those numbers from me and be on your way. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain just by learning a little bit more about your body and what macronutrient values might be of service to you, at least to be aware of. So I will put a link for that in the show notes of this podcast where you can sign up for this free call. And there's no obligation, like I said. If you want to work with me on a private one-to-one regular basis, that's something that we can establish there. But otherwise, if you're looking just to get a starting point, some custom macros, sign up for one of those calls. I'm not sure how long I will be doing these just because um, I have already had a fair few 
people come through. Um, so we're going to kind of see how this works. But if you want to get one of those and you're serious about using it, applying it or working with me, then schedule yourself on there. So I'm excited to see you in there for anyone that's interested in getting some of those numbers for themselves. So let's get into today's topic now that we have established that. How to get things done is the title of today's episode. I want to help people accomplish things. I want to help people get things done. I do not think that everyone should do more. I don't want to necessarily help people do more. I simply want to help people do what they're doing with more strategy and less overwhelm. And in fact, what often happens when you implement some of these things I'm going to share today is it actually opens up space for you to do more when you do it in this way. When you apply what I share with you today, you actually will will probably be surprised at how there is space in your life to do more if you wanted to. Now, a lot of us don't want to do more. We just want to get things done that we need to get done and be able to have a lot of rest time and recovery time, which is so necessary. So take what I share today and apply it and open up some space in your life and see how it makes your life so much better just by applying these things and how it opens up opportunity to get more done. When it comes to my life, I get a lot done. I get a great deal done every single week and I would never call myself a busy person. Now, feeling busy is just kind of a mindset. It's not something that you can prove it's like a thing or not a thing. However, I don't ever feel overwhelmed by everything I have to do. I don't feel overly busy or overly scheduled. And this is because of what I implement, what I'm going to share with you today, which is something that I implement in my life very religiously, very regularly, very consistently. What I'm going to be sharing with you is four ways to get things done. Way number one, and these these aren't like steps, like um, consecutive steps, like do step one, two, three, four, but all of these ways interplay with one another. So each is related to the other, and you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. But apply all these four ways, and you'll get more done. You will get things done. So way number one is to plan. A lot of people are resistant to planning, and that's fine. However, I think that a lack of planning is oftentimes what creates overwhelm for us, is when we are constantly reacting versus being proactive, that can create a lot of overwhelm. And instead, we're just putting out fires rather than building something, rather than creating something. So when I say plan, plan for results and not tasks. For example, Saturday in my house is cleaning day. That's the day that we clean the house. If I were to simply say, clean my house on Saturday, that isn't necessarily planning for results because I couldn't adequately measure whether or not it was completed. Because if you're anything like me, I could do a whole lot of cleaning and still be like, well, you know, I could dust the blinds a little better or maybe I could scrub the baseboards. Like I could come up with so many more things that are ways I could clean the house, thus never allowing me to get to a point of like I have completed my tasks for the day in order to result in order to produce, excuse me, a clear result. So on Saturdays, instead of saying clean the house, 
I get very clear with what my tasks are so that the end result is very clear to anyone that could see. So what that looks like is me saying, I want all the toilets in our house scrubbed. I want four loads of laundry washed, dried, and folded. I want the sheets changed on every bed. I want every floor surface vacuumed, and I want the floors steamed in the kitchen. And those things make it really clear. They are tasks in and of themselves, but by the end of that task, I have the result of a clean toilet. Because I did the task of scrubbing it, I made it clear what the task was. The result was clean toilets. The result was having a toilet that had been scrubbed, right? Or having four loads of laundry washed, dried, and folded. That is a result. Versus just saying, well, clean the house, do the laundry. It's like, well, how can you measure whether or not you did the laundry? You want to have a result that is clear and easily measurable that you can see. The same thing goes for if you were to say, I'm going to eat healthy, right? If we give something a, a vague more ambiguous label like this, then it makes it harder for us to accomplish it because by the end of the day, how to measure whether or not you ate healthy is going to be quite subjective and it won't be something very clear. Did I produce the result or not? Versus you could say to yourself, today I am going to eat 125 grams of protein. So by the end of the day, the result that I have planned for is to have consumed 125 grams of protein. Did I or did I not do that? It's very clear to see, was the result achieved or was it not achieved? Something like, I will drink one gallon of water today. Very clear result. By the end of the day, did you do it or did you not? Did you achieve the result or did you not? Did I eat five different fresh vegetables today? Five different ones. By the end of the day, you could clearly see, was the result achieved or was it not? So to have a plan in place like this, where you are planning for results and not simply tasks that you can measure, was this result accomplished or not? It makes it much more clear what's ahead of you and what needs to be executed. So then within this planning, it's important for us to specify how it will be executed. And I do this by giving a duration within which a task, a result must be achieved. So if I go back to the cleaning house example, if I were to give myself the results of toilet scrubbed, four loads of laundry, if I gave myself six hours to execute these tasks in order to achieve this specific result, then it would make it really clear mentally my path in front of me what it was that needed to be accomplished, what it was that needed to be done in order to get done what I needed to get done. Now, when you're setting yourself timeframes for when to execute things, give yourself enough time. I think sometimes people squirm when I talk about setting durations for things. Like if you have six hours, then by the end of those six hours, you are going to have achieved these results. The four loads of laundry are going to be washed, dried, and folded. And I'm just going to offer here, just because you're setting a time frame doesn't mean you need to pack things in unnecessarily. It doesn't mean you need to cram your schedule just because you're setting durations for things. It's just a way of giving structure. It's a way of just like in elementary school, like my son is in preschool or he just graduated preschool. He's going into kindergarten this fall. 
And I noticed that everything was structured with a time, with a duration. Like we spend this much time doing this, we spend this much time doing this. And that type of structure is what allows for success because it's clear and you just have to work within those bounds. So for me, what I do is on Saturdays, I plan my whole week. I plan all of my meals. And I've said this before in the podcast, a lot of what I eat is the same, but the dinners are what will vary. And so I plan all of our dinners. I plan everything with work. I plan everything with kids. I have everything calendared. And I calendar everything to achieve specific results by the end of the week so that everything is really specific with when and how long and exactly what result is intended. And it becomes really clear. When you plan in this way, it's easier to rest because you know what needs to get done has already gotten done. When you have something like clean the house, like I said, it can be really easy to say, well, I could do more. There's more cleaning I could do. But instead, when you have specific results that you can say, have I accomplished this or not? And if you have, then it's been accomplished. There's nothing more that needs to be done. And I think this is a great way to alleviate a lot of the overwhelm that can come is when you can plan for these results in this way, then your brain isn't quite as inclined to be like, well, I could do more. And maybe it will still offer you that thought, but at least you can have the wherewithal to notice the thought and say, no, because I plan for these results and I don't need to do more. I can simply sit with what I've achieved. The second way to get things done is to break things down from A to Z in such specific detail. An example of this is I just had to renew my passport. I knew that it was expiring in June. I knew this all the way back in January. And so what I did in order to accomplish it in a way that didn't lead to overwhelm, which led me to doing nothing, I broke down everything I needed to do to renew my passport. So that meant like reviewing the website was one of my steps, finding out what I needed to renew a passport. That meant filling out a form. That meant taking the form that was on a hard drive, a thumb drive, and taking it to a printing office because I don't have a printer. Why, why are printers still a thing? I don't, we don't need printers anymore, but nonetheless, it was one of my steps. I took my thumb drive and I had to take it to the FedEx office or whatever to print print it off. I had to get a picture taken. I had to send away for our marriage certificate so that I could provide proof of my name change. I just made a list of every single thing, like broken down to, I mean, just almost the most teeny tiny little steps. And then what I did is starting in January, I just scheduled everything out. So I had all of the steps that I needed to accomplish and I just thought, okay, this week, All I'm going to do is just go to the FedEx office and print the form. That's it. And I know that if I do that, it will be enough because what I have done is calendared everything else. So if I accomplish this result by the end of this week, then I'll be on track to get this passport renewed in time. And I I didn't really have anything to renew it in time for, but you got what I'm saying. To get it renewed without any overwhelm and to not have to think about it so much. I just broke it down so into such small pieces and then calendared them. I started from the end, renewed passport. I worked backwards. What's everything that I need? And then I just calendared everything. So that then I don't have to think about it. And it made it so much easier. I do the same thing with like this podcast, for example. 
When I was first starting, I broke everything down into the smallest steps. So what that meant was like, okay, I needed an intro. And as part of an intro, I needed music or something. And I had to record myself saying whatever I wanted to say in the intro. I needed an outro, which included some of the same things, maybe. I needed to brainstorm a title. I needed to set aside time to write notes for episodes. I needed to set aside time to record. I needed to set aside time to edit. All of these things I broke down into such like small tasks. And there were even like, okay, this week I have 30 minutes on Wednesday where I am going to brainstorm as much as I can 50 different titles I could call this podcast. And by the end of that 30 minutes, a title will have been chosen because I was planning for the result of a title. And so that was one of my tasks for a week in the beginning. Just one simple thing was like, okay, by the end of the week, the result will be I have a title for this podcast. And then from there, I moved on to the next week and I worked on the next thing, the next result that I wanted to produce that I had broken down. So it was entirely digestible. And what this does is reveal a clear path. So there's less room for confusion. When you can have a clear path, our brains are happier. It's like, oh, you know what? All I have to do is take this thumb drive to FedEx office and print off this one form this week. That's it. I don't have to renew an entire passport all at once. I just have to do it in this small, simple task. One thing to remember is that though the path will be clear and though there will be less confusion you still won't want to do it. When it comes to getting things done, I think this is one of the most imperative pieces for us to learn to embrace, is that when it comes time to do things, we will not want to do them. Even when it's clear, even when it's simple and easy, even when it is so clear for us to see this is the correct move to make right now, we still won't want to do it. Because we don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to extend ourselves. We don't want to do hard things. It makes sense that you don't want to execute these things. And it's not a problem that you don't want to do these things. The solution is simply to allow yourself to not want to, to not want to at all, but to do it anyway. Don't wait around to want to do these things. As much preparation as you do, you're still not going to want to do it. But a lot of this preparation makes it easier. It can eliminate a lot of the other things that we do have control over. The part that just is pretty much inevitable so much of the time is as clear as it might be, we still won't want to. The second you learn to not want to do something and do it anyway is when you can change your life. Which leads me to the third way to get things done, to do the hard things first. Doing hard things first is a massive gift to ourselves in the future. The version of us tomorrow will be so grateful we did the hard thing today. What it allows us to do when we do the hard things first, when we work now and rest later, that's what allows us to really, truly have rest, is when we can accomplish all of the difficult things first and then rest. Because the alternative is to rest now but to have a lot of like mental nagging drama. And you know, when you have a lot of nagging mental drama, it's not really restful. 
like when you're trying to rest, but you're like, oh, I should be doing this. Like we're just like, I know there's so much I need to do. It makes the rest not restful. Not to mention, if we have hard things that we ultimately want to be doing, our brain likes to work on it and likes to think about it. It likes to try to solve for it. And so if we are not doing it first, then our brain is going to somewhere subconsciously still want to work on it. And so it's worth facing it head on to say, I'm just going to do the hard thing now because then it's all downhill from there. And this, I have an example of this. It's like so simple, but it's just such a great illustration for me because it happens every single week. But taking out the garbage, taking out the garbage is harder than sitting on my couch and watching one more episode of Ina Garten cooks something with blue cheese. It's much easier to sit on my couch and to watch her cook. And I love to watch her cook. But then what happens is I think to myself in a day 30 times, oh, I got to go take out the garbage. And then I don't. And then by the end of the day, I've thought about it all day. And it's been bugging me all day. And then it's like late at night and I'm taking it out. Or like, heaven forbid, the next morning you're like rushing the cans out to the curb, right? We've all been there. But it's those things where it's like, okay, yes, it's harder to just right now to just do the hard thing and take out the garbage. It is. It's harder. But if I do that now, my future self will be thankful because then I won't be, you know, taking these cans out to the curb tomorrow morning. And after I take this out, my brain's not going to be working on this anymore. I'm not going to be thinking about this and it's not going to be taking up space in my brain. Not to mention that doing hard things first can give you momentum. It's all downhill from here was what I said. Like, here's what I notice. When I sit down and I have a number of results I want to produce, I can pretty much organize them in categories of difficulty. The thing that is the hardest for me, like I swear my body goes into this defense mechanism where I get tired. (laughs) Like I sit down to do certain things in my business and I'm like, I could straight up fall asleep right now. Like I, I could fall asleep right this second and I will want to sleep before I create whatever I need to create for work. And there have been times where that has been the right choice. I'm not saying that it is wrong to take a nap. I am a huge nap fan. However, I have gotten to know myself well enough that a lot of times it is just my own internal way of trying to prevent me from doing something difficult. But if I'm like, all right, I'm tired. I don't want to do this and I'm going to do it anyway. By the time I finish, I buckle down and I finish. I'm like, I got this. I'm so tired. I don't want to do this. And I'm going to. By the time I finish, I am in a great mental space. I'm like, I did it. I did the hardest thing on my list today. Everything else, all of the odds and ends for the rest of the day are a piece of cake. And like I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to have the my brain want, wanting to think about this thing, wanting to still work on this even when I'm not working on it. Do the hard things first. Your future self will thank you. Way number four to get things done is to have drafts with room to grow. When you are creating something, give yourself permission in order to get it done to have drafts to give yourself room to grow. Do not be committed to every word that's put down. So again, I will give a personal example. When I am writing a podcast episode or when I'm just like putting together the notes for an episode, I brainstorm for five minutes with no organization and with no judgment. And I even give myself permission to throw out everything I write if I want to. But I'm not married to every word that I write down. 
I say, let's just see what happens here. Maybe there will be something, maybe not, but I'm not married to this. And like, I just recently have been doing this um, 30 days to jumpstart your summer nutrition. When I was putting this together, when I was in the brainstorming phases, and then when I was putting the content together, so much of it was like terrible first drafts. So much of it was me putting something together that wasn't perfect, but that was enough to get me to the next step, to give me information and ideas for the next thing. Oh, actually, now that I've put this together, that gives me a little bit more of an idea of where I actually want to take this or an idea for something else, right? It like sparked those creative juices. Um, I will mention for that 30-day jumpstart, if you are interested in the next challenge, whenever it is that I offer that, you can go to the link in the show notes. It's just taylorannmacy.com slash 30-day jumpstart. Put in your info there and I will notify you when the next challenge arises. Regardless, when it came down to putting that together, I had to give myself permission to have a lot of drafts and a lot of things that were not going to be the final product, but that were necessary in order to move me forward. Allow yourself to have terrible first drafts and second drafts and third drafts. Allow it to be really awful sometimes. I, I feel like that is actually necessary for us to allow it to be awful first in order for it to be amazing. I don't think we can get to amazing without a lot of awful first. So many of the results that I plan for are like, okay, this week I want to have a first draft. I want to have a first draft with five bullet points of X, Y, and Z, right? Again, really clear. And I set a time and I set a duration and I'm like, okay, by the end of this duration, then I will have a first draft with this many bullet points of whatever it is that I'm working on, where the result is not the final one, not even close to it, but it's just one of the steps in the process. This is a way to avoid the perfectionism that can keep us from getting things done. If you allow yourself to have really crappy first drafts for whatever it is that you're working on, then we're able to take a step back and not be so married to it that we think it needs to be perfect with every word we write, everything we type. It's like, well, no, this is just the first draft. And I even I can scrap all of it if I want to, but I might not. I'm just going to keep it, see what happens, and we'll just move on from there. I need to have a really crappy draft first if I want to get to my amazing draft of whatever it is I'm creating. So have room to grow. These are our four ways to get things done. I'll recap. The first being plan for results and not tasks. To break things down from A to Z in the smallest bite-sized pieces. To do the hard things first. And to have drafts with room to grow. Implement these four ways into your life and how you approach getting things done. And I can promise you things will change. When you allow yourself to embrace doing the hard things first, to plan even though you might not want to plan, to break things down so you can have clarity and to give yourself permission for things to suck, for the results to not be quite perfect, that's when you start to create real traction. That's when you start to actually create some progress where you begin to get things done. That's how I was able to renew a passport without any stress. I just broke it down. I planned for those results. I allowed myself to have crappy attempts at things. And I did the hard things when I would have rather stayed home. I went and got a picture taken when I would have rather not put on makeup that day. Okay? Those are the four ways. And before I sign off today, I just want to remind you, for anyone interested in that free set your custom macros call, these will probably go quickly. And I invite those that are interested 
to sign up for one. If you're kind of lukewarm, you know, maybe save it for the people that are like crazy interested. The link for that is in the show notes. Sign up if you are interested in getting those numbers for yourself. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And I will talk to you next week. Hey, do you have a coach guiding you through your weight journey? If not, I would be so thrilled to be yours. I want to invite you to come work with me in my private one-on-one program where I create an individualized plan for you based on your body in order to create the results that you want. I teach you how to not even want the foods that are sabotaging your physical goals, all while learning how to be more confident, how to feel better, and how to up-level your life. We work to create the body that you want and to feel good doing it. To sign up for a free mini session with me, check out the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon.